Hello, hello. This is Transition Podcast, and this is your host, Norma. And guess what, guys? Transition Podcast is one years old. Yes, it was on this day, November 14th, 2020, that I sat in a living room somewhere in a house and did my first uh, intro and um, I have a competition that I have planned um, and that is going to come up in the coming week but yes transition podcast is one years old and I want to thank you I mean this is like my Grammy Award speech I want to thank my mom for believing in me I want to thank God I want to thank my my father I want to thank my teacher I want to thank the world (laughs) but seriously I am really excited I mean One year has gone by really fast and it's been really fun and I want to thank you all for listening because, uh, I mean, if you weren't listening, I wouldn't be doing this. I think I think yeah to a large extent if no one was listening I probably wouldn't be doing this but um, yeah I'm grateful that I'm doing something I love and then people are listening to it as well so today on this episode I really racked my head to be honest to think of what should this episode be about and then I realized that um, I want to do like this 25 question well sometimes it's 21 questions like 50 cent song but anyway uh so 25 questions that i'll just you know read the questions and then answer an opportunity for you guys to get to know me a little bit better and uh yeah so uh are you ready because i am let's chat people Okay, so I have aptly titled this uh, episode, Transition is One, 25 Questions. Uh, I guess, let's blame it on excitement. Maybe I'm too excited to come up with a creative title. Because, yeah, um, I will say before I get into the questions, though, that um, this, is such a, this is such a big deal for me because I would never... Um, I, I always shied away from expressing my opinions on, on life and stuff like that. I don't know. I just always felt like I had nothing to say. Um, and uh, yeah, just having been here talking about my life and talking about my opinions on issues in life for a year, um, just opening myself up to being judged or being criticized and just being vulnerable because I, I know there are a number of episodes where I have been vulnerable. Like I've done some episodes and I've gone back like, Norma, what did you just do? What did you just say? What did you just confess? So, um, But just to know that, you know, I have done that and, you know, heaven hasn't fallen and the ground hasn't opened up to swallow me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. And uh, this is to many more years um i I see a talk show i see a ted talk opportunity coming from this i mean i'm manifesting my future people i'm manifesting my future okay so enough of that now to get into our conversation for today 25 questions um so i'll read the questions and then i'll answer um as much as possible and like i said the whole idea for this was just uh i just felt an opportunity i mean a year has gone by like if we were dating um i mean you should be able to know one or two things about this person so i just felt this would give you my lovely lovely listeners some insight into 
myself, my person, my personality. And for those of you who already know a bit about me, maybe you will hear one or two things that may make you go, huh, I didn't know that. So yeah, it's all about getting to know Norma of Translation Podcast better. So the first question goes like this. How have your friends influenced your personality? Um, well, to be honest, as I get older, uh, as they say, you tend to have smaller circle of friends. So um, I can't really talk about... And, and a lot of the people I, I move with, who I would say maybe I call my friends, were quite similar in the sense of... Uh, whether it's with faith or with vision, you know, where we want to go in life and um, stuff like that. But this question just made me remember uh, many years ago when I was in primary school and there was this uh, particular girl who I was friends with um, and she was a very rude and saucy girl. I mean, I, I don't know much about her home life. I mean, now being older, of course, I'm like, maybe this was stemming from somewhere, but she was a very you know, saucy, you know, girl. I mean, I think maybe I'll say like seven, eight. And I realized that the more I hung out with her, I was transferring that, um, I started transferring that at home, you know, being saucy with my siblings and stuff like that. But I wasn't even thinking too much of it, probably because I was a child. But I do remember a particular day, I can't remember what the issue was. Obviously, I was being saucy to someone. And I remember my um, elder brother saying to me, like, why are you behaving like, and he called the name of the girl. Um, and I guess he just assumed that it has to be this person because it's like, probably this is the only friend you have and this is not who you are so it has to be this influence and I remember just feeling like at that age seven eight I remember that really convicting me like you know why you be really behaving like this person so I mean that is one clear example of how I think a friend influenced me but like I said as I get older my circle is smaller um, but I would say if at all, any kind of influence my friends are having on me at this stage in my life is just to believe in myself more, uh, because, um, I think most people like, and I'm one of them struggle with a lot of self doubt when you want to do things, you're constantly doubting yourself, whether you're like, you're any good and whether you can achieve this. And so I just have those people who, you know, influence me in terms of when I see them taking their own big strides in life or just what they say to me, just affirming my skills, my creativity, my talent, and the fact that God is on my side and, you know, the sky is just the stepping stone. All right. So the next question, what are your guilty pleasures? My guilty pleasures. Um, I don't know, really. Um, this one, I, cause I didn't, I didn't script this cause I wanted, I didn't want to like edit, edit. I wanted this to come naturally and you know, maybe in hindsight that was wrong. <laughs> so this is just me like really speaking off the top of my head. Um, guilty pleasure. I would say, um, I like, I like, uh, let me say chocolate. I know that sounds very like, uh-huh, everybody likes chocolate. Um, I can't really think of something that it's a guilty pleasure. I mean, but the only thing I know that when I eat it, I feel really horrible. While I'm, well, not while, maybe probably like after I've eaten it, it's chocolate. And so I tend to have, um, I don't engage or um, indulge, yeah, that's the word. I don't indulge in chocolates a lot, but I would say that, uh, 
I do, you know, I do feel guilty once I've done. I thought recently, some months ago, okay, this is confession time. I actually, so I was in the supermarket, and you know how they trick you when you get to the aisle to, to you know, to get your things through the cashier's uh, bebop thing. I can't remember the name. Um, so just standing there, you know, obviously they put all these chocolates, and you just see all these chocolate, chocolate, and then I said my eyes just kept going because, you know, the queue was quite long. Normally, I'm able to resist and just be like, that's your business and you know but this particular day i was just like oh i need this i need this and so i bought this um this dark chocolate right um and it was like i think eight bars in one and i finished that eight bars in two days i i i actually didn't share i think i just gave like two to my mom and then the rest i consumed <laughs> i consumed it um so yeah i think that i'll say that's a guilty pleasure um yeah that i have uh, to the next question, it says, upon dying, if you had the choice to relive your life or live a different life, which will you choose? So if this question had come at a certain time in my life, uh, I probably would have said I would choose to live someone else's life. And for the longest time, uh, probably like my late teenage, early 20s, I uh, actually wanted to be Beyonce. Yes, like I would, I would have given anything anything to be Beyonce knows uh, and this was even before she got with Jay-Z I mean when she got with Jay-Z I was like really really but yeah I mean I just I felt she, I thought she was beautiful I mean she still is beautiful but beautiful talented and and she just seemed at that time uh, to have such a wonderful personality um so yeah i would have given anything to be beyonce back then but now again the advantage of going getting older and having you know perspective on so many things i would actually rather relieve my life because i feel like there are certain decisions that i made um that i know better and if i had the opportunity to do it again i would do it differently and this brings me to one of my favorite favorite um television series of all time um it was shot in canada it's called being erica oh my goodness oh my goodness if you don't know what being erica is like seriously just go and google it and just try and watch it i mean i think it, it did two seasons uh, if i'm not mistaken but basically the concept of being erica was that um, she gets the opportunity to go back and revisit certain points in her life and, you know, with a better perspective and then do it over. But the interesting thing is most of the time she realizes that living it the way it was or doing it the way she did it back then still served a higher purpose type of thing. It's such a beautiful, such a beautiful uh, a series. I mean, if you are the kind of series, well, sorry, not the kind of person, <laughs> the kind of person, you see why scripting things are helpful. But if you're the kind of person who just enjoys, um, you know, watching TV shows that make you think a bit and make you get a bit reflective, and then of course you can laugh a little, being Erica, is it it's canadian but it still has quality because i know sometimes for some people if something is not american it's like it's rubbish you know um this was canadian but it was excellent yeah all right the next question do you have any regrets okay so this kind of like connects to what i said earlier about if i had the opportunity to revisit certain things i would do it differently but again just like being erica i've come to see i mean 
what I regret is the pain. All right, because nobody likes pain. So I regret, maybe I don't regret the situation per se, because the faithfulness and the goodness of God has worked beauty for ashes like he says in his word but what i do regret is the pain the pain that sometimes is unbearable and if we want to be honest honest sometimes the pain can make you feel very suicidal at some point um but so that's what i regret i regret the pain uh if, if i had to go through those things without the pain i i would choose that you know but of course i mean I don't think that's possible. <laughs> so next question. Do you feel some people will be better off without you in their life? No. Um, if I'm in your life, you are very, very fortunate and God must really, really think highly of you. <laughs> um, no, I don't think, um, I mean, I, I really think that I am an asset, uh, and it, it takes, I'm not saying this arrogantly because it, it took me a while to even get to this point to actually say this um, and actually believe it. I actually know that I'm an asset. Um, I believe that, you know, I have something good to bring to any table, any kind of relationship, any type of organization, any kind of partnership. I believe I have something good to bring to that table. So if I'm in your life, um, I do believe that it's a blessing. Uh, the question is, if you are in my life, are you in my life to be a blessing? And um, that takes me back to conversations that have been going on about being intentional about relationships. And we know relationships of different kinds, not just romantic, but even friendships, even business partnerships. You have to be intentional. You can't just be friends with someone because two of you work in the same place. Uh, you can't just date someone because, or marry someone because two of you are from the same race or the same tribe or go to the same church. I mean, it's a, it might be a good, you know, uh, start off point, but that cannot just be the only reason. You have to be intentional. There has to be a more as to why, you know, you are choosing this person to be a friend or choosing this person to be a business partner and choosing this person to be, you know, your significant other. And that is something that uh, it, it takes a lot of self-discipline, to be honest, to get to that point where you are intentional and you're going to offend quite a number of people because some people who are coming at you may not understand why you're not going hard you know, in this, giving them the same energy is not about you of speaking for myself. It's not about me feeling proud or being feeling like, Oh, I'm better than you. I actually believe that I am just weighing things out to know whether is this a good fit? Um, I won't just respond to you just because you say, Hey, can I be your friend? ETC. All right. The next question goes, have you ever bullied someone or been bullied? People, I have been bullied within an inch of my life. I was bullied in primary school, bullied in secondary school. <laughs> I mean, I think my middle name should actually be called bullied. I was bullied. And I, the reason why I was bullied was because I was very quiet. I've, I've even been bullied in relationships, you know, with, with boyfriends and stuff like that. And it's because I'm a really quiet person. 
and um, in the past I was very passive uh, and this is for re relationships I used to be very passive I was like if you were to come into America you know you know the lady that is introduced to Hakim in the beginning it's yes your majesty yes your majesty you know I was that's what I used to do in relationships then it was like your wish is my command <laughs> but that person has sunk under the sea um, so yeah I, um, so I think yeah I was just a very very easy target to be uh, bullied um, and it's it's sad I remember in secondary school in particular there was this particular oh, I was bullied a lot and so oh I was bullied by my mates I was I mean this is this is traumatic even now going back to think about it but there was this particular girl um, I can't, I'm trying to remember her name. I can't remember her name. Anyway, so let's just call her Anne. Okay, so Anne was just, um, I think she was also older than all of us. So, you know, all those people that, um, like in football, how people, especially in Nigeria, where they say they are 15, but when you look at them, they look like, you know, 40 or something. So that, that's kind of, now in hindsight, like she actually looked a lot older than the age we're all supposed to be in at that time. And she was just nasty. And she just used to pick on me a lot. And, um, I remember there was a part, I don't even know what happened. There must have been something in the food you know, that night or in the water I drank and she was just going at me in the dorm, going at me and quite a number of people were there. And I kid you not, I snapped and I just went back. I just, like she talks, I talk back, she talks. I talk, I think maybe I, I had reached my breaking point and she just walked away. I mean, she was so stunned because I had never like responded in that way. Uh, and she just walked away stunned and she never like bothered me again. Uh, and see, that's the thing about bullies. They just pick the weakest link, even in um, relationships. Um, uh, unfortunately, you have guys and you have girls who just go for the weakest person, you know, they just, I don't know, it's like the way, like, is it dogs, like, you know, the way they can smell blood and things like that, it's like they just, they can sense when you're weak, yeah? they can sense, you know, and they just prey on you, um, so yeah, that that's my experience, I have been bullied, uh, but that's not happening again to me or anyone connected to me because now I have one or two things to say to you. Okay, uh, the next one goes, do you hold grudges? I do, I do. Um, I do hold grudges. And of course, being a Christian, that's not something I should say with a smile on my face. But I do hold, it takes me a while uh, to let go. Um, and I get um the forgive and you know forget and things like that but it takes me a while uh to let go uh, and yeah i think that's as honest as i can be about that all right so the next question are you more likely to avoid conflict or engage head on huh yeah i think i am more likely to avoid um i would more likely avoid than engage uh, if I engage, it's probably because I see no other way to resolve that issue um, than to engage in that moment. But if there are other ways I feel like I can, you know, address an issue, I probably will explore that first before, you know, verbally getting involved and stuff like that. Um, I, I just don't, yeah, I don't like conflict, especially if it's conflict with people that are really close to me. I don't like when that happens. So, 
Uh, but I mean, if something needs to be said, it needs to be said. And sometimes for me, one of the things I do is that I talk to the closest person to that person. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I may not be able to tell him, I may not be able to tell her, but you are also close to him, you are also close to her. So this is what I'm going to tell you this person did. Pass it on. Okay, the next question says, do you prefer people shoot straight with you or temper their words? Um, it depends. So I'm quite a sensitive person. I'm quite a sensitive person. Um, I remember growing up, I used to laugh at my my sister. I just have one sister. I used to laugh at her because, uh, well, not laugh, ha-ha, but I used to find it amusing because a sad film is on and immediately her eyes are teary, she's crying. Um, and I don't know what happened. Maybe she sensed that I used to like find that very amusing and she said a prayer or something, but I found that like in the last maybe like 10 years or thereabout, the same thing happens to me too. A sad movie, I start to cry. Someone does something so sweet, I get so emotional, I want to start crying. So yes, yeah, so I'm quite a sensitive person. So I would say because of that, I would prefer that if you want to tell me something, don't be like, you know, you, you suck at this, you're bad at, you know, that kind of thing. Like, he wants to tell me that maybe I'm not doing something well. Like, don't just be like, you know, you're very bad at this. You should try something else. Um, I would rather, like, you take a journey to Jericho, branch off at Jerusalem, get back to Nazareth, and then get to the point of what you're trying to say. Um, so, yeah. The next one says, if you could eliminate one weakness or limitation in your life, what would it be? I think I, I, I hold myself back um a lot and this is just relating specifically to work uh the kind of work i do i am i'm very um i'm like i'm going to make a bible reference so you know how in the bible the children of israel uh when god told them to go to canaan and and to just you know survey moses sent them actually and they did and they were like we were like grasshoppers in in our eyes in their eyes, or I can't remember how they put it, but basically the point I'm making is I tend to just hold myself back because I, I, my first thought most of the time is that I'm not qualified before I think I can do something. And um, I, I, that is something that I want to, to, to change, or that's something that I want lifted off of me. That first instinct of you know, in with career and stuff like that, opportunities that come, I, I'm not, I, it takes me a while, I'm learning to go for it before I would, I would more likely, even now, to be honest, like, feel like, okay, no, I'm not good enough for this, so let this one just pass me by, um, so that's one limitation, and that's one weakness I have that I want, um, lifted eliminated the next question how difficult is it for you to forgive someone who refuses to apologize okay so this kind of connects to the god thing i mean i know they say that you know if you i saw something on instagram was like if you're waiting to forgive someone um who tells if you're waiting until someone says sorry before you forgive then you probably wait until you get to your grave and not honestly i just kind of like rolled my eyes and scrolled on um, <laughs> but i mean it's it's nice when someone is remorseful. It's nice to see repentance. I actually was having this conversation with one of my brothers about showing remorse when you do stuff that is wrong. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, it's even difficult when the person says sorry, to be honest, for me to even get over a hurt. How much more when the person refuses? But, you know, the Bible says where you are weak, you know, there I am strong. So I guess this is something that God is going to have to help me with. 
He says, do you hold any convictions you are willing to die for? Now, when I saw this question, I paused because, of course, off the top of my head, the first thing I want to say is like, yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm willing to die for that. But it was something that made me really think, like, will you die for your faith? And there are so many people today in the world we live, all over the world, who are dying because of their faith, especially their Christian faith. And it made me really pause and say, Noma, can you die for your faith? The fact that you're a Christian, are you willing to die for that conviction? And in all honesty, Lord Jesus, really, I was like, Lord, I want to say yes. I want this to be a definite yes. Um, and so I'll even pose a question to you listening, if you're a believer uh, of Christ, is that a conviction that you're willing to die for? Can you die because you follow Jesus? Are you willing to, you know, to do that if that happens? Is this something you're going to do? And uh, my prayer is that God will bring us to a place where we can say yes. Um, amen. Okay, the next question. At a new job, how do you make friends? I make friends by simply being myself. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I'm just myself. I don't try to be too loud. I don't try to laugh at everything everybody says. You know, I remember when I first started a particular job and people were having conversations around me. And you didn't, you didn't invite me to be that part of that conversation. So I would just, you know, continue what I was doing, you know, scrolling through my phone, reading a book. Uh, this was like in the first weeks. And then later on, you know, like, oh, no, ma, what do you think about, I know people who would just insert themselves. And maybe if that's you, I don't think there's anything wrong, I, you know, for you. But I just feel like, I feel like that's rude. You know, if no one asks your opinion in that setting, you shouldn't just like, oh, yes, let me also tell you something. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just basically myself. And just even on a normal, normal, regular day, that's the kind of person I am. Like, I don't insert myself myself in conversations except I am asked. You know, an opinion is asked of me or something. Yeah. The next question. Oh, this is getting really long now. Why do you think... It's hard to date these days. I mean, it's simple. I mean, it's simple. It's hard to date these days because people are really good at pretending and hiding stuff. I mean, and I think, I don't think that that's just something that is happening these days. I think that's something that's always been. Um, if you've been listening to Transition Podcast, hopefully you have, uh, I've talked about, you know, things about relationships and just people being a bit you know, funny and not being sincere. Um, maybe not in this exact words, but I've touched on things like that. And I think that's why it's hard because, uh, you know, to an extent we are not, we cannot tell when people are just lying. Basically, we can't tell when people are faking it. We can't tell when people are pretending. Uh, but one thing I do love, there's something in the Bible that says, I think it's in Psalm. It says, um, the truth stands the test of time but a lie is easily exposed. And the first time I came across that scripture some years ago, I just fell in love with it. And that's the thing. Um, even when it comes to dating or relationships, nobody can lie forever. Nobody can lie about who they are forever. So you have some people who pretend, oh, I'm not argumentative, you know, I'm just cool and calm. And sometimes, unfortunately, by the time you have married that person, then you realize they can argue for like for anything and over anything so everything eventually gets exposed i i think that the prayer and the hope is that 
things get exposed quicker before you know life decisions are made like marriage and stuff like that uh, are you currently happy with your life currently today doing this i'm happy what is the one thing you feel you can never outgrow okay this one is simple there are quite a number of things but the one that i would just say in all honesty is spongebob i love spongebob the cartoon spongebob squarepants i still watch it and i'm not ashamed <laughs> it still makes me laugh patrick makes me laugh uh squidward makes me laugh mr Krabs makes me laugh um i actually once got a spongebob t-shirt i don't know where that t-shirt is and i wore the life out of that t-shirt i just loved it uh so yes i can i don't think i can ever outgo spongebob it's a very it's a comedic relief thing for me yeah i, I guess the way it friends is to a lot of us it's kind of like my spongebob okay next question what foundations need to be in place for a relationship to be successful hmm so I was thinking about the answer to this question loosely yesterday. And um, I'll just say three things. The first is that the person should be seen, um, or you should feel seen, heard, and safe in a relationship. Um, and of course, and, and the funny thing is that this is not just talking about romantic relationship, but I guess I'll just take this as romantic relationship. So feel safe, heard, and seen. If you're not getting all of these three, then that relationship, I don't think it's it's worth you even being in or that friendship, whatever it is. Um, you should feel safe. So what do I mean by that? You should feel safe in physically safe, all right? Mentally safe as well. Not someone who's going to attack your mind with verbal abuse or emotional abuse and things like that and even physical abuse. You should just feel safe in the person's presence, safe to know that, look, whatever I share with you, uh, whatever my vulnerabilities are, you're going to cover me. And even if for any reason you have to share it with someone, you're also going to share it with someone who respects me to also cover me and not, you know, use that as a joke, you know, when I'm not there behind my back. All right. So you have to just feel safe. You have to just know that in this person's presence, I am safe physically, my vulnerabilities are safe, my weaknesses, you know, they are safe. I'm not going to be abused, I'm not going to be taken advantage of. Because, um, you know, you have people who love hard and then they, they meet people who take advantage of that. So if you're the kind of person who loves really hard or you're such a generous giver, you have people who now start taking advantage of those qualities. So being safe in the sense that this person... Yes, there may be opportunity where they can take advantage of your generosity. Yes, there may be opportunity where they can take advantage at your softness, at your tenderness, but they don't take it. You are safe. The next I said is seen. I mean, that's important. You must always feel seen in your relationship. And what do I mean by seen? You should just, you should always just know that you matter. Um, you know, the person can see, you know how we can sometimes we're not feeling really good and the person just we're covering it up with stuff and the person can just say like look hey you know whatever your name is philip what's going on you know yes you're laughing really loud these days but you're not sleeping well or you're eating a lot these days what's happening like the person can just see when something is off regardless of how you you try to cover it up the person can sense your mood the per like even without you having to say so much the person just knows and you just know that you matter so um 
I'll just give an example. So there was a particular day, uh, this is a while back, um, my mom was traveling by road. Uh, she was coming into the city and she just called me. They had stopped, you know, because occasionally when you travel by road, you have certain places where you stop in Nigeria. So they had stopped at a certain place and she called me on the phone and she was like, oh, um, that she's at a place and she's seen them selling books and she just saw um, um, this half of a yellow sun and she wants to get it for me. Now, I didn't have the heart to tell her that I've already read the book. I bought the book. I gave it to one of my brothers. I don't know what he did with it. If you're listening, where's my book? Um, but I remember in that moment, just feeling loved. Um, and that's what I mean by, by you are seeing. Like this person, they just, they just see you. I don't know how to explain, but I just hope this example I gave you, you're able to understand what I mean. Just... How just be like, oh, I'm here. where they are selling books and I want to get something for you because I know you love books. I know you love to read. And um, and I want to get you something that is very interesting to read. Um, when she traveled out of the country a while back, she came back with this, um, I can't remember the name of the author now, uh, but, you know, this. I think she's Irish um, and it was a really big book. And she was like, this is for you. So you feel seen that they, they know your sweet spot, and it's, it's just easy. You don't really have to say so much. Um, and the last thing I would say that needs to be in place for a successful relationship is that you're hurt. Um, you can show up as yourself. Basically, uh, you can say what you like. You can say what you don't like. You can talk off point. Um, and to be honest, I, I value those kind of relationships where I can just, I can say the dumbest thing. And I mean, you, you can tell me what you just said doesn't make sense, but you know, you tell me with so much love in your heart at the end of the day. Um, so yes, just, I think those three things, once you are in a relationship where you are safe, once you're in a relationship where you are seen and you are heard, you know that everything you say, this person is hearing you. You said something today um, and they already, you see them changing or at least working at it tomorrow. You are in a good relationship. You are with a good person who values you and um, that's good. And congratulations. All right. The next question says, why? Oh my goodness, this gets personal. Why did you why did you end your last relationship? Okay, why did I end my last relationship? Um I mean this is this is a whole episode on its own, but I think the most I will say here is I ended that relationship because it was it got really dark really fast. Um dark really dark really fast and um yeah. I'll just put it out that it got really dark really fast. And if I wanted to be alive, I had to leave. And I'll just leave it at that. Moving on. What are the most annoying things people do in relationships? Ah, I'm still learning about this, obviously. So I, I don't think, think I am a guru. But what, I'll just share one of the things I've learned. And that is when you enter into a relationship... Again, I'll just make this romantic, so I'm not overgeneralizing. Um, but when you enter into a relationship, and that relationship is all about how the person will serve you. Um, I, that used to be my idea, all right? You know, so you could say things like, oh, I want somebody who's going to do this, and somebody who's going to do that, and somebody's going to say that. But one of the things I'm beginning to, or I've learned, and uh, I'm really, like, meditating on, is the fact that what do you want to give 
that is what you know that's what i should be focusing on that's what anybody who wants to be in a relationship should be focusing on is about what they have to give not what the person is bringing so when you think about what do i have to give um you're, you then realize that relationship is not about self it's, it's about the other person so it's a man coming to serve you and it's the woman coming to serve the man nobody is serving one you know more than the other we are mutually coming together to give the best of ourselves to the next person and it's not like oh i'm sitting down folding my arms crossing my legs you know affirm me validate me complete me make me happy you know encourage me boost me elevate me fund me 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 no it's about what you want to also give this person and only solely that's what everybody should be thinking about and when when i heard that was a um a pastor who actually said this when i heard that it got me really thinking because i realized that for a lot i mean a lot of people that i know when it comes to relationship we're always looking for someone to save us uh, you know we there's just so much mess um that we need to unlearn to be honest um when it comes to relationships okay so the next question, also very personal, oh my goodness. He says, would you get married or do you think it's too much of a hassle? Um, considering my experience, <sighs> can I skip this one? I think I'll skip this one, right? Okay, we're not answering this one. The next one, <laughs> how much do you want to achieve in your life? Ah, well, quite a lot quite a lot you know and uh we're praying we're working we're investing we're praying working investing and then the second to the last question says when you're upset do you want space or attention should i tell you how weird i am i actually want both i actually want both when i'm upset give me space but give me attention and how you balance that out is up to you don't ask me too many questions just figure that out okay and the last question who inspires you the most ah the most the most that's really big Mm. inspires me the most gosh a lot of people inspire me to be honest i i don't know how to grade that as getting the most person but i mean anyone who just speaks you know speaks life to me inspires me to be honest uh and i have quite a number of people that do that so they are all my inspiration yes okay applause applause we are done we are done with the 25 questions i hope you enjoyed this i hope you uh got to know me a little bit you know so i mean now that we've been dating for a year maybe we might move to something more permanent who knows (laughs) i'm just joking don't mind me okay so yes thank you so much uh for listening thank you so much for just being here transitions podcast is one people amazing amazing ah amazing thank god okay so we're gonna go on a short break and then when i'm back i'm gonna tell you my questions for the competition Uh, i think i'll put that also on social media but yeah i'll get into all of that after the break okay all right 
so now i have like four questions for this competition that i want you to answer and i have yes i have a giveaway prize or should i say prizes for the first three answers that i get all right and then we work out the logistics or i will work out the logistics depending on where you're answering from okay so the first question where are you listening from the second question what platform are you listening with uh the second question what is your favorite episode on transition podcast and why and the final question what is the name of the media personality i have said i love so much and what is my reason for loving her that much all right simple questions if you are a listener and i believe in you all you are listeners and of course always you can just listen back to the whole thing again (laughs) to get some well just yeah to get your favorite episode and of course the media personality i go on and on about uh very often so yes so that's it send your answers uh from now till the end of the month uh, so you have about two weeks, I guess, and then I would announce the winners or rather I will contact you somehow. So when you're sending in your answers, uh, you send it to transitionpodcast2020 at gmail.com or you send it to me as a DM via Instagram. I am Noma Ikwe. You can send your answers to this and we'll take it up from there. All right. Thank you again for being part of this journey. Transition podcast is one. Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen as we are here to stay. Until next time. Bye-bye.